You're listening to the Digital Barbell Podcast. We believe that if you work hard, you deserve results, and that your training and nutrition should enhance your life, not take it over. Our mission is to provide you with a clear path to health and fitness through education, connection, coaching, and accountability. We are your hosts, Jonathan and Blakely Fletcher, and we are here to serve you. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review so we can reach more people. You can find us daily on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Digital Barbell. Now, let's get to today's topic. Welcome to the Digital Barbell Podcast. This is the Digital Barbell Business Series. I think we're on episode six or seven of the series right here. If you haven't listened to the other episodes and you're an online coach trying to take your business from a side hustle to serious, definitely go back and listen. Today we're going to be diving into maybe one of the most controversial of topics, definitely something that we have learned a lot about in the last five years. We're going to be talking about social media. You can tell this is the business podcast because we're in our business attire. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also wearing my favorite t-shirt again. But, um, you know, I was thinking about this when we were out getting groceries today because we're recording this episode from our Airstream. We're not at home right now. And I think a lot of online coaches get into owning their own online coaching business because they want some freedom and flexibility in their job to be able to create a certain lifestyle for themselves and just have more independence Mm -hmm. and if you get stuck like you start your business and you get stuck at a certain income level uh, because you don't go about it in a business-like fashion like you can't actually get much freedom in your lifestyle you actually kind of feel more like a slave to the business Mm -hmm. so I think like if you follow the process that we're giving you in these podcast episodes you're gonna have a much more likely chance that you can actually turn your online coaching business into something that provides for you and your family uh, and social media is a small part of that. From side hustle to serious. Right. Yeah, actually, when we were driving around, I asked Jonathan because he used to spend a ton of his days driving around. You're almost <laughs> leaking on you. Um, he was a, what do you call it? A construction superintendent. <laughs> yes, construction superintendent. So constantly driving from place to place, materials to houses, basically. And anytime, like, and I was either stuck at my job at Rice or my job at when I owned an in-person gym and I would be like, okay, we need this and you know, these things from the world. Like I was never out in the world and you yeah. were always out in the world. Yeah. And like today our life is a little different. Like we can go out in the world when we want to, but it's not day to day. And so I asked him like, do you, mm-hmm. do you miss being out in the world every day? Like running errands, like all that kind of stuff. Or do you like the flexibility of our job? But the more like, you know, it's, it's honestly like we almost went from, we're almost back to like an office type job. A lot yeah. of our job is behind a computer. Mm-hmm. That's a good point because I, <clears throat> I want to preface this whole. I guess you can't preface once you've yeah. already started, but <laughs> the whole you know point of us helping you take your business to a serious thing mm-hmm. isn't so you can like live some sort of Instagram famous lifestyle right. where like you know you have a private jet, you don't do any work sit on a beach all day. That's not it at all. You're going to work your butt off yeah. doing this stuff. Yeah. Like, you know we. We're here out of town. We came to um, Austin to watch, or Round Rock to watch the Rogue Invitational, and we worked all weekend. Like, yeah, we actually like went half a day on Saturday. We went and watched the morning event. We came back and did uh, several hours of work. Got a little workout in. Went back, watched the evening, and then yesterday, 
it it rains, but I was like, I have way too much work to do. Let's just watch the yeah. YouTube stream. I mean, none which of this is, is about like not which working. is good, which is a good thing. I'm always yeah. like, it's a good thing that we're this busy. Yeah, but we have it, flexibility, but we still have a lot of work to do. So that's you know, know that everything <laughs> right. we're teaching you doesn't discount the fact that number one, I have to be a great coach for this to work, and yeah. you still have to put in a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So social media is one of those things that we have been doing since we started Digital Barbell back in 2018. Uh, our approach has you know, evolved over time. We've experimented with a lot of different things. And mm -hmm. what we want to tell you in this episode is the approach that we take now, why we think it's the best approach um, and why social media might not be as big of a part of your business as you think it is mm -hmm. in the early stages. So yeah. that's kind of setting the table for what we want to get into. Okay, let's start with some, what are the types of social media that we have out there? So we have short form types of social media, which are, you know, obviously your Instagram, your Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, YouTube shorts, mm -hmm. Twitter, the like scroll and entertain type of social media. That's short form, short form, short form, 60 seconds or less. You could also equate <coughs> short form with like short attention span. Yeah. It's just like a blink of an eye. Like. A blink of an eye and it's gone. And I would say the common factor that all of these have are <coughs> they're not searchable. Like you can't go and be like, what is... What does digital barbell say an air squat is? Mm -hmm. Like you can't search Instagram for that or anything. You just, right. you're left to the mercy of what Instagram is gonna show you what we've posted. Right. Um, long form are podcasts, YouTube videos, like long form YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. And I, I wish you could say that blogs were still yeah. social media, but really nobody engages with blogs. It used to be that people would comment on them and. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, message boards used to be a form of social media and they still are in certain subcategories mm -hmm. of stuff. But I would say, you know, for strangers coming in, <clears throat> long form, short form, doesn't count things like blogs and message boards yeah. anymore. Okay. So let's, let's talk about kind of what the, real quick, what the pros and cons of short versus long is. You already yeah. touched on the fact that with short, it's gone in the blink of an mm -hmm. eye. Um, it is pure entertainment a lot of times, mm -hmm. which can be a good thing and a bad thing. Um, it can kind of, uh, it can take up a lot of your time developing things that you think are going to be entertaining and they may or may not be. So that could be a negative to the business. But also mm -hmm. if you were to create some sort of short form content that was entertaining and got a lot of eyeballs on it, it could potentially put a lot of new eyeballs on your content in general. Right. And give you the opportunity to bring those people into your new followers into your yeah into mm -hmm. your followership <laughs> yeah so that um but then one of the main things about social media the short form is that you really don't have control over this type of social media mm -hmm. so we don't when we put up a post on instagram for example we don't have any control over who it's shown to it's based on how many clicks it gets in the beginning we you know we can't be like show this to the digital barbell audience we don't have any control over that um yeah we, even in, even the people that follow you Mm -hmm. Only a small percentage of those people will be showing your content because we all follow so many yeah. accounts right now. And the algorithm is designed just to try to keep you on the platform. Mm -hmm. So whatever accounts you en engage with the most, you're going to see more of that, the style yeah. of content, not necessarily just because you're following somebody. Yeah. And that goes for your coaching business too. And I think the biggest mistake we made early on in the business is that you don't have any control over this type of content as far as like, it's not like an evergreen lasting product. It they, they could take Instagram and Facebook away in a blink of an eye. And like I said before, it's not searchable. So we used to spend tons of time developing really good content, I think, and putting it only on Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. And then that was completely gone. Like we couldn't get, we couldn't 
send it to a client if yeah. they needed help with that topic that we were talking about. Like you made a post, let's say you made an infographic that talked about the best sources of protein and like, let's say we spent two hours yeah. creating it. It goes into our feed. Now we have like over 3,000 posts on our Instagram feed, mostly. How in the world are you gonna yeah. find that post to send to somebody? Yeah, um, I mean, if you had the, the link, you could, but it's just finding that stuff that you've created. and. If you you would end up with just an arsenal of bookmarks, like here's all the ones I like that I've I've created, and yeah. not really know what those bookmarks are. Right. So uh, as far as, I'll, I'll throw out a positive to what I think some of the short form content is. Uh, we'll talk about this more <coughs> when we talk about the feature in Instagram that really lets people get to know you. But yeah. there is a chance with short form content to share some of your personality yeah. and some of the personal details of your life. Mm -hmm through a picture or through a video. So yeah. I think we'd be remiss not to point out the positive For sure. of that since we just lent, uh, explained a bunch of negatives. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely positives to it. Yeah. Um, and so then the long form content, this is an evergreen product. It is something that will last. Um, it is something that is searchable so we can like find the content in the exact time that we've talked about this subject and send it to people and we can also search it. So we have, we have all of the podcasts that we've recorded. If somebody wants a topic on bulking, we mm -hmm. know what podcast that was and we can send them directly to that content. Did we even say when we talked about the examples of long form content podcasts being mm -hmm. one of them? Okay, all right, I guess I zoned out. <laughs> so long form is podcasts, YouTube. Long, long form YouTubes. Is there anything else that we're not thinking about? Well, we were thinking blogs, but not really blogs. We, mean, okay. bl we do, we, we create blogs. I just don't feel like they are social media anymore. Right. I would agree on that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so <clears throat> let's talk about, well, did we talk about the benefits of long-term other than it being just, a lasting? I, did, yeah. I guess the downside of long-form content is that it does take more time, energy, and could potentially cost more money to produce if you don't have the software yeah. to create YouTube videos or you don't know how to create a graphic for a thumbnail. That mm -hmm. You might want to outsource some of that. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you're serious about doing this and you know that you don't have the resources, the skill or the time to do the things that we're going to talk about in this mm -hmm. episode, it's okay to outsource that if it helps you yeah. be more consistent with it and get it done. So overall, we feel like we believe that a, a, an overall focus for a business is um, focusing on long form content, content and then having a presence on short form. Yeah. So spending more of your time developing these podcasts and these longer form YouTube videos that mm -hmm. you can then can, you can have an archive of and send them out to people as needed. And I would be willing to bet that if somebody is listening to this and they're a coach and they're stuck around that two or $3,000 a month mark, I bet they're spending most of their time developing short form mm -hmm. content and are haven't really taken the plunge into being consistent with long form content. Yeah. So the point of all this episode is to kind of pull you out of that mindset yeah. and help you commit to being consistent with the stuff we're going to talk about so that you can break through that plateau and turn your struggling side hustle into a serious business. Yeah. All right. So let me give you the overarching strategy and then we'll get into this in a little bit more detail, but here we go. Let's turn that off. It's too bright. I can't see the thin screen. All right. So first start a podcast on a committed schedule, a weekly schedule. So these should be about a 30 to 60 minute podcast. Yeah. I'm like, what is the other word for it? There's I, not another word for it. Podcast. Um, <clears throat> second thing is to record it as a video so that you can also let it live on YouTube. Right now, YouTube is prioritizing podcasts on their channel. So if you mark it as a 
mm-hmm. podcast, it will be prioritized. Um, so this will set you apart from like 99% of the people because most people record just audio podcasts. Or not even that. <laughs> yeah, but people who are recording podcasts, well, a lot of them are going to be only audio. So mm-hmm. adding it, just stay, like we're doing right now, putting yeah. the camera in front of you, and it can live in two places. Um, the third thing is to have a presence on stuff like Instagram, Facebook, and then the rest of them if you want to dive into. And it doesn't even have to be daily. Just having a presence on there, posting maybe four to five times mm-hmm. a week is, is plenty there. Um, creating reels on Instagram and also saving them before you post them so that they, they can also live on YouTube as shorts because that's the same feature. Mm-hmm. So a, a reel on Instagram and a short the portrait oriented video it goes in as a 60 second or less short on youtube so those can be the same thing and then using the stories and instagram to show the personal sides that you want to share with your audience and like allowing people to know you and the people who really care about you and your business follow you there and they'll they'll get to know your personality there yeah so that's kind of like our overarching strategy yeah so just to recap that start a podcast on a committed schedule weekly record the video of that podcast so that it can live on forever in YouTube. And then one other thing about recording the video version is, is it gives you a chance to chop up the different segments of your video podcast to repost as individual videos that are based on just like the one subject that you Mm -hmm. talked about in that video. You can then create a subject line and a thumbnail just for that clip that will bring new people in searching for that topic. And then um, you talked about the frequency of posting on Instagram. What we've settled on, like you said, is about five times per week, but we've done as much as three times per day. Mm-hmm. We've done once per day. We've done three times per day. And it's just not worth it in the end for the amount of time that you waste doing that. That's going to keep you struggling if you're really trying to post yeah. three times per day. Um, and then like a little tip on the posting to the story. Like you have to, this is probably one thing that stops people from doing a lot of Instagram is that they're afraid to, you know, turn the camera around on themselves. They're self-conscious of what they're going to look like and what they're going to sound like and all that kind of stuff. The only advice I can give you just doing this is just to start doing it and remember that you get to actually watch the video back before you post it to the story. Mm -hmm. Like when we first started in 2018, like I was doing all of the Instagram story cause I was in my truck all day and you were mm-hmm. at the gym and you wouldn't believe how many times I was, you know, giving a little spiel about creatine or branch chain amino acids. And I had to do it over and over again cause my tongue got tied up or yeah. whatever. Don't be afraid to just go ahead and try it. And it doesn't have to be perfect either. Instagram stories are gone in 24 hours. <laughs> if anything else, like if you mess up, people are going to be like, okay, this person is not perfect i like i like a regular person like myself so just jump in and do it even if you're not camera ready (laughs) people are hiring you for the relationship and the expertise not because you have all your makeup done or your hair looks perfect (laughs) or you never mispronounce a word or or make up a word that doesn't even exist so just go for it what are we going to post what is what how are we going to come up with all this content that we're going to post short and long form any ideas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we think that you should probably come up with about four to five like pillars of content. So this is like things that you stand for, problems that you solve, and and like define those for your business, and then just on repeat these four to five things. And you know, and it, and don't worry about it sounding repetitive because this, these are the messages that you want to send out. And so you really have to kind of think through like. Our, our content our content has evolved because as we've 
kind of dialed in the, the client that we want. Mm -hmm. If you just talk to everybody, then you're going to, it's, it's kind of like not going to go in anybody's ear, but if you start to dial, like narrow it in to who are you talking to, they will hear it. Yeah. And those are the people that will follow you and be like, I like this person or I like this business. I feel like this is for me. Yeah. And so just if you, if you can narrow that down. Think about if you, if you were like needed to have your, you needed to have your house painted mm -hmm. and you, you lived in a 1960s ranch style house with wood siding and all the paint was peeling off. It was starting to rot. You knew <laughs> you had to have it painted and you drove past, you were driving down the road and somebody had one of those plastic signs out and just said, we paint houses. You might be like, well, I mean, how do I know? Like, if, yeah. number one, if they do a good job or they even know the kind of house that I have right. that needs the kind of prep work. And then you drive past another sign that says, we paint ranch style houses with peeling paint. You're going to be like, that is the person that I need yeah. to hire to paint we my house. <laughs> so when you come up with all this content and you think about what are the pillars you're going to talk about, have your ideal client in your mind mm -hmm. and speak specifically to that person, no matter what the kind of right. content you're uh, creating is like, you know, we, we have a lot of clients that work out at home, mm -hmm. you know, within their basement and their garage, whatever. So it's good for us to create content like this week's podcast is going to be about what, what, what kind of equipment do you need, for a garage you need yeah. to work out in a garage gym. And the videos that we create are in our quote garage office or whatever gym. So yeah. it looks even, even the look of our stuff looks like it's for them because it's not in a commercial, but gym. Yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. This is, this is where I work out anyway. Yep. So, so some examples, I'll give a couple examples of the things that we, okay. that we um, do. So our first, our big one that we've kind of decided on is, you know, we stand for, we do hard things. So we're, we're not going to shy away from telling people that they're going to do hard things when they work for us, that they're going to do things like burpees. It says this on his computer right well, now. Well, we're out in public. It says this on the back of my computer. <clears throat> we're not going to be afraid about talking about CrossFit and our, and our CrossFit background in that, you know, we want people that want to work hard, that want to do hard things, that, you know, want to yeah, do hard work consistently. Yes. So um, we, talk, we talk about that. Um, we talk about the basics of training nutrition because we've, we base a lot of our coaching on education. So we want people to understand that it's not just going to be like, here's your you macros. Know, here's, goodbye. Yeah, we're going to, we're, it's an education based <laughs> yeah. coaching process so that we give, we give a lot of that in, in our post. Um, you know, we, we like, of course have like, like he was talking about driving around in his truck. One of the things he used to do in the story all the time was like, he always had like a bag of chicken to like ha snack on and he called it truck meat and like still to this day people that follow us talk about truck meat because Jonathan kind of created this like inside joke with our audience about truck meat and biscuit Sunday and biscuit Sunday and just and just creating these like personal like little things that you can say that people know what they're talking about so. and they're not even like contrived things that you yeah. come up with it's just honestly it's like, part of your life right <laughs> that's what people want to relate to yeah and you know and then the last thing is um Oh, well, two more things is one, one is like getting older doesn't mean you have to give up or decline. So we've, mm -hmm. we've really, we have a lot of clients in like their 60s, 70s, and we love those clients. So we want to continue to talk about like that we, we can, we, we can help you in that it's a good thing for you to continue to work out, you know, yeah. as you age. And also making sure that whenever you do videos and photos that they are good quality and eye catching yeah. is just like, you that's have not to, a pillar. That's just, yeah. Uh, just like kind of like a, a staple in you gotta you gotta have good content these days you forgot one of our pillars what that we also <clears throat> believe that 
in, you know, in addition to longevity and health and fitness and all that kind of stuff, that your workouts should make you look like you work out. Yes. Too. Like that is a side benefit that you deserve to have oh, yes, from your workout. So we talk about that a lot in our all content. Right. Um, you made me think about something else, like talking about doing hard things. One of the reasons we talk about doing hard things, and you can think about this in mm -hmm. the context of whoever you're trying to attract with your short and long form content is you're also trying to repel people that you don't want to work with. So by <laughs> us saying, not in, not in a bad yeah. way, but they, they would be better served to go find somebody who's a better fit for them. Right. So if you, um, we'd we do hard things means like, you know, if you're looking for something that requires no effort, you should probably go find a different coach. We're yeah. going to be there to support you along the way, but you have to you're be the to one to that. lift yeah. the weight. <laughs> um, so, you know, another example of that might be like, if you're constantly talking about, you know, the impact of hormones on weight loss, uh, but that's not something that you want to actually deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, you're probably speaking to the wrong mm -hmm. audience. So, you can tailor your message to attract the people you right. want and repel the people that you don't so yep. that they can go find somebody else that's a better fit. Mm -hmm. um, can I say something else about creating content yeah. long and short? Um, instead of just always teaching, there was a train <laughs> in the background. Instead of always just thinking about teaching and um, you know, providing information and blah, 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 like just hammering with facts and data and all the time, Take the opportunity, like we mentioned in the uh, email episode, about turning lessons that you want people to learn or takeaways you want them to have mm -hmm. as stories. Hook them with a story because it's going to be a lot easier to remember that story about the woman who was able to go from eating 100 to 150 grams of protein and completely change her physique than just writing a infographic that says eating 150 grams of protein is better for you than eating 100 grams per day so mm -hmm. take good ideas turn them into sticky stories read the book called made to stick by chip and dan heath it's a great book um and yeah use stories and i would say one more thing because <laughs> this is just made me think about this but um so i used to own an in-person gym and it took me a little bit of time to like find my voice on like instagram and stuff like that and when i finally did i realized like my clients, everybody that in my gym was like the heroes of the story. And so I just posted pictures of them. They were in the story. It was all about them and it worked fantastic because all of the members wanted to see themselves and their friends mm -hmm. working out or funny pictures of them or inside jokes about each other and all these things. It was great. I didn't. So when we started digital barbell, we don't get the opportunity to, to like, be there with everybody as they're working out since it's an online business so unfortunately for me because i don't like this but we are the features of our instagram and our social and in the beginning i really wanted to try to capture all the client videos and share them and it doesn't really work with the with this type of business because no one else knows them like our clients unfortunately just really don't know each other because it's online it's a totally different animal mm -hmm. So people don't really want to see pictures of people that they don't know working out, to be honest, or whatever. Like, they want to hear what we have to say and see what we're doing in our camper or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things I've learned is that you have to kind of figure out, like, who, who your audience is tuning in for. Mm -hmm. And at, at, in a gym, they were turning, they were tuning in for each other, and mm -hmm. for digital barbell, they're tuning in to hear what we are going to share. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. it, it took some time to kind of experiment mm -hmm. and, and figure that out. So I guess all that to say, like, 
in your in your content like pay attention to what's hitting and, yeah. and what's not mm -hmm. and and a big part of that too is you have to find a social media strategy that resonates with like you personally too if you if you're somebody who like hates social media you need to figure out a way to grow your business without social media because trying to force yourself to do it isn't mm -hmm. going to be a you know it's not going to be a, long, a thing you stick with consistently and people can tell if you're being fake too. So if you get on the camera every day and you're like, hey guys, so happy to be here. But like deep down you hate doing that. It's gonna come through in your voice. Yeah. So you have to be true to yourself in all of the content that you create. All right, um, let's dig in a little deeper. Let's dig in. And you know, we find ourselves talking about the thing that we're saying, don't focus all your time on. We're talking all about social media. So let's dig into some, some, some other things. Yeah. All right. Um, one of the ways, once you, since, you know, you've listened to this and you, you're like committed to starting a podcast because that was number one in yeah. our strategy. It wasn't to post reels. <laughs> it wasn't to use TikTok. It was to start your own podcast. Is to, to still use these pillars for your topics, for your podcast. Mm -hmm. um, but then another way to really grow your podcast is to, to get guests on your podcast. So find people that are in your um, your same yeah, like your world. Field. There's some overlap. Yeah, and and ask them to be on your podcast. And I mean, most of the time, people will be on your podcast because it's it's a benefit for them too. Isn't that isn't it wild? Like it is wild. The, the connection that social media gives us, like yeah. you know, and the friends you can make with people who have much larger followings than you do, just because you're you share you're a real person, you're a good person, you have a shared interest, yeah. and you ask them, "Will you be on my podcast?" And they're like, yeah. "Sure, I will be." And it's could be thirty minutes to an hour of their time, and they're willing to give up for your podcast. But it really does benefit you because they can share it on their side, and you can share it on your side, and it just has like a you know a lot of times your audience can cross audience and help each other out. Mm -hmm. So, I would, just as way. an example of that, you know, we become <clears throat> friends with EC Sinkowski. Mm -hmm. We got to see her here at Rogue, and I would say since we had her on our podcast, I think she's been on ours three times now. We've been on hers once. We probably have gained five to 10 clients just because of the connection that we mm -hmm. have with her. So find people that are well-respected and um, trusted that have their own, you know, authority and you will be become like categorized with them in those people's mind if, if yeah. you truly are that kind of person. So yep. don't be afraid to ask. <laughs> yes. Um, go ahead. You have to figure out a way to have good video and audio, which is a little bit ironic because <clears throat> we didn't plan on staying out this long in our camper. So I, was like, well, I'm not going to bring our podcast microphones. We'll be home on Monday. We'll, we'll just record <laughs> when we get home on Monday. So um, the audio, it does not sound as good in this episode as it would. But we've heard other people that are in this kind of audio-visual world say, mm -hmm. people will put up a little bit with bad video, but they won't put up with bad audio. Mm -hmm. So I feel sorry for you guys that started listening to our podcast back in 2020 when we started it and we had the cheapest little Amazon yeah. microphones and we were do we we didn't know we were doing our best but you know if you need some advice on what to buy for your podcast mm -hmm. recording send me a message somewhere <clears throat> um, but, It's not that expensive but it is good it is good to go ahead and invest in some of the the like higher end equipment right so that you do have quality audio and video i mean honest honestly video is iphone cameras you can mm -hmm. they they take amazing video so right. it's really just the audio side right um i forgot what i was going to say about that 
But you, you don't, oh, don't let the fact that you don't have like a studio or anything like that stop you from recording the video of your podcast mm-hmm. too. Like I have not noticed that these episodes we record in our camper have any less views or are any less valuable um, than anything we've ever shot in a more quote professional looking studio. studio. So. I think people like the Airstream windows. Yeah, there's cows. <laughs> cow, uh, you might see a cow walk by back here them. in the in this episode if you're lucky. So yeah, invest in a little bit of lighting mm-hmm. too. Uh, if you want to improve the video quality of anything you shoot, have some light yeah. shining on you. You'd be shocked how much of a difference that makes. Yep. Um, and so then you know once you've you're since you're recording your podcast and you're also capturing it on video so that you can use it on YouTube. Creating your thumbnail is a very important step. Mm-hmm. So this is like the image that you see whenever you like are searching YouTube. It's the image, the still image that you see. So you want to to create some, this. I use Spark Post, Adobe Spark Post is, is my go-to for creating all these little thumbnails. But you really need something that is like an eye-catching image for this and a, ty- and a, few, a few words on here. I've mm-hmm. learned that like you can't if you had like five reasons to whatever, whatever, as your podcast, you can't list all five on there. Give them just a taste of something that will attract them and make them click on that video. So an, an attractive picture and some words, some clickbait words that will make them click on that video to get them to open it. An example of this, let's say when you're making the <coughs> thumbnail for mm-hmm. this episode, we would have the choice to write um, how to use social media to grow your online coaching business. That would be option one. Think about how likely you are to click on that. Mm-hmm. The other option would be to, it says, forget social media. You would be like, what are they talking about? Forget yeah. social media. Click. So, click. so mm-hmm. just keep stuff like that in mind. And you can just study other popular right. YouTubers to see how this whole art form is done. But just, it is a very important piece to not just let like the first frame of the video be the thumbnail. To actually create a thumbnail. Mm-hmm. Because nowadays, like I said, it's like, People are professional at <laughs> professional video mm-hmm. uh, people on YouTube now, so you have to kind of like keep up yeah. with them and, and have some good looking stuff up there. And the same thing comes with titling your podcast episodes. Yeah. Like it could be the most useful, thrilling, entertaining podcast in the world, but if the name that you come up with stinks, nobody's going to click mm-hmm. on it and, and start to learn who you are. Yep. Um, let me say something about creating short form content. Be careful with the image that you put out there that has to go with the caption that you write. Because one of the goals of social is to make content that's shareable. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, you want people to learn to know, like, and trust you, but if they can, if your people who already do can share the content with other people, that will bring more and more people into the fold. So what I mean by this is, let's say you provide a really helpful or really insightful caption, but the picture is uh, of you without a shirt on, how likely is somebody going to send that to their friend just to read the caption where they're mm-hmm. like, why is my friend sending me a picture of this guy with no shirt on? Yeah. That doesn't mean that you can't use those kinds of images, but if all of your content is something that people don't want to share, then it's probably not going to get shared very often and it's going to make it harder to grow your reach mm-hmm. uh, for the for the aspect of reach growing that we want through social media. Yeah. So create shareable content. Yeah, and, and and another thing you you said you mentioned this earlier, but with this long form content that you're creating, you can create short form content. So feel free to use 
like reuse a lot of this content. You can take clips and put that put them on Instagram, make them YouTube shorts, put put like a three minute clip of like some the really interesting part of your podcast that you feel like mm -hmm. will hit with your audience. Put that as a smaller little video on YouTube. Just you know, create one piece and use it in like five places. Yeah, um, and we use our our short term, our short form <laughs> content to drive people to our long form content. So yeah. we will, when we record a podcast, we will make sure to create a little clip or an image of it and put it on Instagram so people know it's there at least. And using, um, <clears throat> using both short and long form content to drive people also to other resources that you've created that can yeah. help them. That might also bring them into your atmosphere mm -hmm. through like one of the lead generators that you yeah. So if we talk about something in a podcast, we will, in the show notes, we will put, here's a link to the blog we talked about that send, they click on that, that sends them to our website. They go to our website, they see the pop-up. They're like, mm -hmm. Oh, I want abs, arms, abs, and you know, the rest. Yeah. They sign up for that. They're in our email list. And then they end up reading the blog. They end up scrolling other blogs. And that this is just all about creating this no like, and trust. Mm -hmm. Um, before, because how many touch points do people need before so they like over thirty? Like before 30 they purchase from you, so so they need to kind of like this is why you're kind of everywhere, mm -hmm. um, but then this is also why you're focusing on the longer form things like, you know, the blogs, the emails, yeah. the YouTube's, the podcasts, the things that people can really get to know you from. The swipe things they don't get to know you there. Yeah, and remember, like you, you own all of this content that you're creating and just because somebody follows you on instagram doesn't mean that they saw that post mm -hmm. so if you have something that hits really well on social media turn that into an email and vice versa if you have an email that gets a lot of engagement or you spend a lot of time on it you know bullet point it out turn it into a social media post reference people to your blog put that email up on a blog you create this whole like experience where you are the only person that comes to mind when somebody has the problem that you solve they're mm -hmm. automatically they automatically know without thinking about it that this is the person that I'm going to trust yeah to hire me mm -hmm. and it feeds into referrals over time too because your clients are reading your content also they're watching your YouTube videos and that keeps you top of mind with them when their friend at a party says like, man, I really need to lose weight or I really want to start mm -hmm. working out. You're staying top of mind to your own clients and they're going to refer you to other people too. And that is really what is going to build your business overall. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> we could have said this in the beginning, but the short form content doesn't really bring us any business. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people will stumble into our Instagram, but the chances of them just come becoming a client after you know one three six mm -hmm. months is pretty slim now if they start to learn about us more by coming to our website and reading some blogs and getting on our email list and watching some of our youtube channels and listening to our podcast it's only a matter of time until they yeah till they uh, become a client and that's the mentality you need to go into social media with is don't care so much about the likes that you get the number of little hearts how many followers you get how many followers you have just be committed to feeding people into your long-term ecosystem and know that it's like a snowball 
that will build over time. Mm-hmm. Like I said in the email, I think it was in the email episode. Yeah, I love I love the fact that you don't get any instant gratification as far as like your bottom line revenue through any of this stuff because it really is the best comparison to getting in shape. You don't see your bigger biceps after you go to the gym. But if you keep going to the gym and you keep <laughs> eating well and you keep recovering, you're going to have the best looking biceps in the mm-hmm. world. And that's exactly what it takes to grow your business from a little side hustle to something that truly can provide for your family. Awesome. What are we talking about next week? We are going to be talking about creating, prom- pricing, and promoting your offer. Mm-hmm. You're getting all the eye- these eyeballs, getting all this no like, and trust, and attention. What are you going to sell all these people? That's what we're going to into next time. So, all right. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Let us know. Send us a message somewhere and give us a shout out. All right. Take care. Thank you all for listening. We truly appreciate it. But real quick, before we go, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Be sure and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell for all of the latest and greatest free content. If you're interested in working with Blakely and I, we'd love to talk. Apply for coaching with the link in the description of this episode or by visiting digitalbarbell.com. We'd love to talk about helping you reach your goals with a training and nutrition program built just for you. Thanks again and have a great day.